Dear Cosmo Babies, on this week's episode, we are going to be building your set kit. So get out the pen and paper because you are not going to want to miss anything that we are telling you today. I'm your host, Annie MacArthur, and I have my wonderful co-guest with me today, Alicia Dotson, and we are going to build a set kit. So let's just jump right into it because this is going to be real fun. <laughs> and for anyone who is actually listening to this on Apple iTunes, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, anything like that, I do encourage you to go check out the YouTube video as well in addition to this episode because Alicia is actually going to be sharing what is in her set kit. So you will be able to see the tools and everything that she herself uses on set. So definitely go and check that out. And so this will actually be a fun two-part episode. So this week we are going to be chatting about the basics of your set kit. And on next week episode, you're going to be able to tune in and find out all the things that you never thought to put in there. So definitely don't miss either of these episodes. Hello, Alicia. Welcome. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. How are you? <laughs> I'm fantastic. I'm so good. <laughs> I have really been looking forward to recording this episode because it's something that you and I have talked about a lot in the past about you working on set and all the little odds and ends and tricks of the trade that that you share with people. And so I'm so excited to actually see what's in your set kit and compare it to my own set kit and <laughs> give the people some real information. <laughs> I know. I was so excited when we were talking about this. It's like we needed to do this ASAP. It's so awesome. Thank you so much for having me. It's always, it's always a great time hanging yes. out. <laughs> and yes, I love like doing kids and just talking through. First of all, I love lists. So knowing that I can do, okay, this is the stuff that I love putting into a kid and comparing it. I am mm -hmm. always about that. So yeah, yeah this will be fun it's like unpack it it's like the best so satisfying type thing <laughs> yes okay so before we actually jump in to the actual step-by-step -step process of building your set kit I actually have a question for you what did your very first ever kit look like when you first started oh my god my very first kit was a hot mess <laughs> it had literally every, it was a massive suitcase and it had every single item that I thought was supposed to be in there <laughs> and I ended up probably only using a quarter of it like it and needing more things than I thought like it was just oh I think I probably would just need what did I have in there like, I of course scissors but there's not a few different kind, like not something for fabric, not something for, you never know what type of shears you would need. Mm -hmm. And I only had maybe just some hair cutting shears. And then I had a few, I had a few like random ponytails in there. It was not good. It was a very <laughs> was like hodgepodge of things. But uh, the biggest thing, especially looking back was that massive suitcase, because sometimes you don't have a hard case that was what I had like a hard case and you don't always have that kind of space like you have to know where you're going mm -hmm. um, or what area you're going to be in and sometimes you don't have 
like a huge trunk. That's not always going to work and schlepping it around New York. <laughs> it was fun. <laughs> That's what my kit looked like. It was, yeah, it was, it was crazy. <laughs> I love that you were like, it was a giant suitcase. I remember the very first thing I ever bought. <laughs> I thought I was like, oh my God, this is going to be so perfect. Like it was one of those like cross body. It almost looked like, like a, it was like a fabric. Like it almost looked like a drink holder that had different like slots in it. And there was uh, like a handle in the middle and it almost looked like a six slot drink holder is the best way I could describe it. And it had a cross body strap on it. And I was like, oh, this will be perfect. So small and I'll be able to fit everything. Oh my God. I no, learned the hard right. way that was not the business. <laughs> What's the, why is this? Oh, I need to put all, this is just for product? Oh, okay. Yeah, yes, that, yeah exactly. Just for hair product. It Which, was crazy. I know. And I'm like, I look back and I'm like, okay, this is definitely something that we need to share with all the Cosmo babies because I feel like you and I learned the hard way. So let's not yeah. have them go through that. So Oh, yeah. And especially when you come in and you're like, oh, great. I look like I'm super prepared. You open it up and it's stuff you do not need. Yes. It's everything you don't need and maybe five items maybe you could use. It's, yeah, it's very much, it's like different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah. <laughs> so. so where, okay, so where we're going to start is with the actual bag the kit what are you putting all of your stuff in what in your opinion is the best kit bag to actually get so this is where it gets real as i said earlier it gets real interesting because you want to make sure that you are knowing where you're going to go if you're doing like new york fashion week or if you're doing a fashion week any kind of runway um it's very different than doing like a magazine shoot or doing set work there where you're going to have a little bit more space mm-hmm. fashion week you're really going to be working on this much space like it's really small so you want to make sure if you are going to have you're still going to need a pretty nice size kit but i would say getting a fabric or canvas style bag burden's really good like they're a roller you're moving around the city a lot of times canvas duffel style bag almost Mm -hmm. And that's a good one to do. I do also still love a good hard case, but a hard case, I'm usually going to use it if I'm bringing literally every single thing, if I'm working lead or if I'm going to be on a set with photography, like where I have a little bit more room. Yeah. Because within that, I'm then going to have a smaller little kit, a hard case, but something that can move and I hate to say like almost become small, not take up, not a trunk. There's so many different ones that are on Amazon that I've picked up. I wish I could show them. You'd be able to see them on my <laughs> LinkedIn bio. Um, yes. <laughs> so you can check those out. But I do, I like Burden. I like um, a, a duffel style bag. I also like a hard case, probably like a medium size, like a 26 inch, 25 inch. And then also having a carry on, like a carry on size too, like mm-hmm. a smaller one. Yeah. And if you can't tell, I'm basically saying you need to have more than one kit. So spreading it out for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. That's that's the hard lesson that you learn. You don't need, like, you don't take that whole thing. So really reading the room, knowing what you're going to, going into is going to make the difference. 
Zuka has that great size too. And they have yeah. a few backpacks as well. Yeah. So they have so many different ones. So that's what you're looking for is something that helps make your, that has compartments, um, that has different slots that allows you to be able to be efficient, like very organized. Yeah. So. There are, I've also seen within the past couple of years, there are a couple different companies that are starting to make really great quality and beautiful kits that are super wonderful for hairdressers that are great for whether you're going on set for a wedding or a local photo shoot, or honestly, like for our listeners, like you might be doing hair at home still, you might need some stuff like that. Cosmetology students, brand new professionals, you may not be doing a lot of stuff yet. You might be doing home calls. These are really good things to help build yourself and your kit. So it's really easy to travel to whatever it is that you're doing. Again, weddings, Mm -hmm. photo shoots, prom stuff, like all of those kind of things. But there are some really great companies making really quality kits out there. And I even like, honestly, even the suitcase, like a carry-on size suitcase, like sometimes that is going to get you where you need to go. But like you said, you do need to understand the the area and the space that you have available to work. So as a side note, it's always really good for anyone who's listening. If you are going to be doing wedding hair, set hair, going to someone's house, going on location somewhere, ask how much room you do have available because that is going to determine what you can bring and what you're going to, what you're going to need. Yeah, for sure. One of the, one of my favorite bags right now, I actually found during COVID because I was doing a lot of travel, like as far as moving around and doing isolated work, like virtual work. Mm-hmm. And so I needed a space. I needed to be able to condense my kit and have it where it worked well for me. If I was going to be in a location and doing just isolated, can't really, I don't, I can't really bring a lot, that kind of thing. I, that's where I found my, I found one coming out of there. So you're right. Like a lot of companies started creating really great bags to, to carry with. And yeah, I think you, if you go into it and know that sometimes they're not going to give you the dimensions, especially if you're doing, I'm only speaking as far as like with runway work and fashion like when you're doing that, a lot yeah. of times those lead stylists or designers, they're not going to tell you, they don't know the dimensions of the room. Absolutely. But if you know that you're going to be one of a big team, if there's going to be a big hair team, mm-hmm. then you can already know you're not going to have a lot of space. So just thinking through, and you're going to be most likely sharing it with makeup. So yep. making sure that those things. Absolutely. Yeah. That is such a good mm-hmm. thing to point out because if you are part yeah. of your, the team, then you probably have about a 12 by 12 inch workspace and that is it. And you are not going to be able to bring your entire stuff with you. But if you're, let's say doing wedding hair, like you're going to want to make sure that you have a larger kit. Cause you maybe it might be you and the makeup person or you and one other like hair assistant, or you might be the hair assistant doing something like that. So that's a really great point to make. Okay, we have our bag. Now let's fill up our bag with all of our wonderful (laughs) tools. So we are going to start at the most obvious. So hot tools are going to be one of the first things that we're going to put in there. What is your recommendation for must-haves in your kit? Oh, gosh. So must-have. So we're going to think we're filling up a bag. Let's set up. We're going Fashion Week. We're already on that roll, so we're going Fashion Week. 
Perfect. We're working with 12 by 12 inch section area. So I'm filling up this bag with essential hot tools. And some of the ones that I like, of course, you want to make sure that you have like your one inch iron, your one and a quarter. I still work with Marcel's. I think Marcel's are great. I love um, Marcel. Yeah, Marcel, it just sets you apart. So I am going to, I'm showing them as well. So there yes. you go. And like, like we said, if anyone is a visual learner, please go check out our YouTube channel, The Hair Nerds. You can actually stream this episode on YouTube so you could see everything that Alicia is sharing. It's going to be an inch and a quarter. And then this is going to be your three quarter inch. So I also keep smaller ones. And I also will, if I have the space or if I'm doing a set, I like to keep a couple of them because then you can rotate them out. So collect. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I would say collect. And then also doing an inch as well. Those are going to be your, your common ones that you're using, but some of the ones that are not so common, but I also do is your nice little small one eighth. There's not a lot of them that come Marcel, so I also mm -hmm. keep them with a clip as well. Yeah. But this is going to be great for if you're trying to create consistent texture. If you have someone who has curly hair, if they're doing really big curly hair, but tight coils and they want consistency. So you want to make sure you have small size irons too. That's definitely going to help you. And yes. I loved this one because it's like a long barrel too. So yeah. that's another good. That's good one of my favorite about. ones that like, I, I think that's particular, that particular curling iron could definitely be one of the things that are like, that's not something that you typically think about. And having a small no. barrel is so important. Like I highly recommend everyone having a small barrel curling iron in their arsenal. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And of course, flat irons, a few different sizes. I would go with, with the thin size iron. Of course, this is just a one inch. You can see I've loved it a lot. With hot tools, I like using flat irons. I like having a few different ones. I love doing a one inch small thin, of course. Let me just go through and show that one. Super thin. This is going to be great if you need to get close to things. Mm -hmm. If you're once again smoothing out the hair. Also an inch and a quarter. Another good size. I don't think you need to necessarily go any bigger than that yeah. unless you just, I think those are the two that work great. I find there's no need for you to do inch and a half. You, you can, you don't need that. That's going to take up room. One of the things to keep in mind is you want every piece of real estate in your bag is essential. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you don't want to just fill it with, we get every single iron because you may not need every single iron if you're going, depending on where you're going. So mm -hmm. what the looks are, you'll usually go to Fashion Week, you'll know what kind of the idea of what the looks are going to look like, or at least the designers, you can go and do a little homework and see what they've done a lot of. And yeah, you'll see a little bit of that. So those are going to be some of the ones that I like. I also still do having some waivers, like I find that they have worked great having them. Yeah. So having some deep waivers. Yep. I have one of those in mine as well. I love great. it. Great. Also a small one as well. 
This is my fave. It's a like a really tiny a micro crimper. Yeah. Yes. I yep. love this because this is a multi-use tool. You can use this to get some height. You can use this if you're needing to get some texture to the hair. If the hair is really just like smooth silk and you want to change it. Yes. And the look calls for braids that are like big or it's calling for this textured feel. You can quickly alter it. Yeah. I love having this one. Um, Do you Have you ever had a micro flat iron in your kit before? Have yes, you ever I used keep... one of those? Yes. That's the other one I was about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, awesome. Cause I was like, I like just with the flat irons, like that's yes. something that I had in my kit was like a micro flat iron and I loved yes. it for short hair and getting really close to the scalp. That is another one of my faves. Hold on just a second. I'm going to just pull that one out too. Hold on a second. I love little small mini flat irons. I'm glad you brought that up because these are the two that I usually keep really tiny and then also another really small one as well. So you can see, and these are great for just getting areas that you need. Like you see that's like a small space. And I like this because it's a little bit longer. So I usually will keep both of those in as well. And those are usually going to be some of the tools that I, like hot tools that I keep. Another one that I keep, I know we're adding a few others, but this is one... I feel like now it is very, it would have been before something that's like, you didn't know you need it, but now it's like something that you should just have as a hot comb. Yes. If you can, mm -hmm. this is, and they have an electric now. So you, it's great. It's great because this, you can use it not just with the comb, but you can just, if you want to just smooth down an area, this heats up as well. So it then, if you just need to really get a really sleek look, this is great for that. Or flyaways, all the things. This is going to be great. So that's just something that's a must, I think, now that you should have in your kit. Before we go any further, I do want to ask you a quick question, though, about the hot comb. Because I think that a lot of people who are new in the industry or still in school maybe a little weary about using a hot comb or may not know exactly when on set that would be proper to use. Could you give a little bit of an insight on like when best to use a hot comb? Oh, I love that. Yes. So a hot comb you are using, this is essentially taking a flat iron, like the heat of a flat iron, and these teeth are now heating up. So you now are like, it's hot as you're combing through. So when you're using this, you are wanting to smooth out hair or you're wanting to get hair just to be sleek, straight. So if you have someone who has coily hair, um, if you have someone who has hair, and when I say coily, I'm thinking like the curl. Not mm -hmm. necessarily when we go into texture. When you start going into texture and different fabrics, it's going to be your wool textures. Mm -hmm. So it's more of that coarse hair that's just going to hold hold um, a style or hold heat. And you need to alter it down or smooth it out and make it look more like silk. 
Mm-hmm. So imagine wool going to silk. You can use this to get there. Um, the heat, it can take the heat. Wool fabrics can take the heat. Whereas silk and satin fabrics, you would not really use this because it's already very smooth and sleek. This is also going to be great to pull out if you have extensions, if extensions are being worked on and they are coarse and you want to just use the back end of this. If you are doing a ponytail, say you're doing like your high ponytail, you're adding extensions or something like that, or you're bonding something in, you can quickly just tap with the back of this. So you can pull that out and be able to tap it right along that area, just the seal. So that's another way you could use it. You're not always going to need to pull this out, but it is always good to have. If you see that the air, the, if you see that the call is, or if you see that what you're going to be working on is a lot of different extensions or a lot of different textures, that's going to be something you're using and making sure that you're using heat protection when you are using this for sure and yeah. keeping it a little lower. Yeah. You'd rather go over a few passes than to go over one pass and it destroys the curls or destroys the hair, or destroys the look. Yeah. I yep. have to answer your question. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for yeah. anyone who's listening, that might be a little confused of the language that Alicia is using right now with wool fabric, silk fabric, things like that. I do highly encourage you to go on Instagram right now, pause this episode, go find mainstream stress on Instagram, hit the follow button. That's going to be Alicia's Instagram page, but Alicia teaches about hair as fabric. So she is going to teach you what a wool fabric is, what a silk fabric is, what a satin fabric is, and all of those kind of things. So definitely make sure, go give her a follow, learn how hair is a fabric and learn all the different fabrics and textures and everything that's out there. She's going to break that down for you real good. So go check that out right now and then come back and listen to the rest of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I I like to speak to that because I feel like it just makes it is once you start looking at it as fabric, especially for the Cosmo babies, y'all are out there. You're just getting out of school. It helps you translate and stay in that creative space. Yes. Because once you've gotten out of cosmetology school, you really want to keep that creative space. And the minute that you change the lens that you look through, if you're looking at hair through the lens of race or all the things that they that it is not, it will stifle your creativity. I really am passionate about how to speak to hair and, and empowering you to still be your creative self. So you will hear me say like that. Well, but this is and this is another thing. My goal too is with my kit, I like it to speak to all of those different fabrics that'll sit down because that's the thing you'll notice when you're on set is that a lot of the models, they are wanting, like, they still are clients. Even though mm-hmm. they are sitting there, they're still your client for 10 minutes or five minutes or 20 minutes. They're still your guests and you want to treat them with care. So making sure that you're really, really giving them the best and also being able to be creative. So absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm very passionate about it. So anyway, (laughs) that's going to be some of the hot tools. Of course, with blow dryers, 
speaking to the whole different fabrics, I actually like having two different dryers in my kit. Mm-hmm. I, of course, will have, I pack my Dyson. I absolutely love it. I love my Dyson. Love. I love it because it will give me high power and it gets hot, but it's not going to get so hot that it is turning into a flat iron with air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I like having this. I like it because it also has the different attachments that you can use. Some of the ones, of course, the diffuser. But I also like the comb attachment too on this one, which yes. I highly recommend you guys having. I like the comb attachment because you can use this to fluff up some hair, to make it bigger. If you spray in hairspray, you can use the comb attachment just to distribute that air. Mm-hmm. All the comb attach, all of the different attachments with the Dyson I love. So that's going to be one that I like using. I also am a big fan of having a different one if I need to crank up heat. So this one, there's a few different ones. Parlux is good. I have my Parlux over there, but I have this one in my kit that I have with me right now. This is going to be an FHI handleless one. I love it because yes. it is made for you to blow out here. Mm-hmm. This is what it's made to do. And it gets hot. So yeah. this is going to be for your wool fabrics, for your cotton fabrics. This is going to be for someone who has coily, like really curly hair that we're needing to smooth out very quickly. Or if you have someone who has a, think like their hair is maybe more compact, not just wool, but it also is coily and it's tight and you just need to expand it, but you still want to keep that shape you can go into the hair and pull it up, pull it out a little bit more. So yeah. it's a few different ways. Yeah. I also love how space-saving a handleless oh. blow dryer is for a kit. Saves yes. a ton of space. So much. Yeah. Yes. That's a yeah. big one. One of the big, things big that one. I really loved in my set kit is I carry a miniature blow dryer. It's not going to give you as much power and it's not going to give you as much heat as you may want, but it is very space saving. And most of the time it gets the job done for if you actually are needing to dry hair on set. It depends on what you're doing. It depends on the call, the model, everything else. Sometimes you may not have to use a blow dryer at all. And you may just be Mm -hmm. needing to use like other hot tools, but yes, a blow dryer is definitely a must have in your kit. Yeah. And those small ones, I keep a small one in for, I find those work great if you need to. Sometimes they have the call or the look may go for needing to apply things to the hair or some accessories. It's Mm -hmm. great for that as well because it's, you can get that airflow down really like where it's a, like you're blowing on the hair kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's great. And it still will have the heat that you need. So I like it for that as well. Yeah, that's a good one. All right. So are there any other tools that we have to plug in at all that we need to put in our kit? I feel like that will get you, those are some that are, that will be good for the start of having your kit. Yeah. Yes. I think yeah. that is. Yeah. So like relook back at it. So we have our Marcells, our mm-hmm. 
curling irons. Also a wand. We didn't really talk about a wand, but you can put a wand in your kit as well. Wands are really excellent too. And then your flat irons, your must, I'm going to just put that out there. Go get Mm -hmm. yourself a crimper, do it. You're (laughs) going to thank yourself later. Plus our blow dryers. So those are going to be our main like plug-in tools. Yes. And a wand, just so you know, like this is another little wand kit and I have all the different bales in there. And this particular one comes with the, what you would consider like the hot comb attachments. Awesome. You, if you're going to get a wand, get one. If you're going to get a wand, have one that has multiple different ones that you can attach. Different attachments. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Have different attachments <laughs> and make sure that you have one that can do more than just curl a hair. So yeah. this is going to be one that you could do. Yep. Again, yeah. space saving. Like that yes. is the, the name of the game. We're space <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So I think, and of course you can't plug any of these up without having a power strip. Yes. Make sure you have a power strip. <laughs> I have a power strip, have one that's a power surge or two. I like to have a couple of them. And now they have them with the USB, like you could, like a USB cord as well, mm-hmm. which comes in great because the model yes. is able to sit there and plug in their phone. Yep. They can charge it. They can tag you while they're, while you're working. Exactly. <laughs> There's so many things. Uh, they will love you for having that little thought. It always helps. Yep. And if any of you are curious and you're like, where do I buy these? Or I don't know what brand to get or whatever. I'm going to go ahead and put the plug in for Alicia here. Go again, go check out her Instagram link in bio. She has an Amazon storefront that you can go and find a lot of the tools that she uses herself. So definitely go check that out. All right. So I think let's move into brushes next. Like brushes are a duh thing. Of course, we're going to have brushes, but let's talk about which brushes are key to having in your kids mm-hmm. so brushes you are absolutely right they are yeah we need them but I like to make sure that I have a few different kinds I of course have regular your regular nylon blend this is going to be a softer one so these are going to be all ergo I actually like ergo ergo brand is just so good it's I'm able to just work yeah. through them I like those I love Spornet. Olivia Garden is a great brand as well. Olivia Garden is great. I also it's, love Ibiza. <laughs> yes, I love, I Ibiza. love like Ibiza. The key with brushes, what I will tell people is I would say, look for what feels good to you. You will mm-hmm. find what feels good to you. I have so many different ones. This is just the newest one that I've played with and only because it's got a long barrel. But uh, they have other ones that have long barrels as well. So making sure you have a few different sizes. So let's talk sizes because size matters. Yep. I would go with different. You want to go with the meat. This is going to be a nice, what would this be? Like, I like to go in like maybe an inch and a quarter inch, two, two inches, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, You definitely want to have a medium brush, a small brush. A large one as well, like the big, the big fat daddy. one. Yeah. Wyas Park actually makes this yes. incredible, huge, yes. fat round brush, and it is yes. amazing. Yeah. I love different size brushes. 
and just going to show you a couple different ones. This is going to be your big Mac Daddy one. And we, they're like all nylon. These are going to be all nylon, little tinies. You want to have your little bitty ones as well. Mm -hmm. This is going to be great for like really small looks. If you need, you can have it if you're doing, if you know that's going to be what it's called for. But for sure, you want to have a big, a meat, a small, this is probably the smallest size. And those two will be great. If you're just going to be on set, you only have 12. Once again, we have 12 inch by 12 inch. Mm -hmm. These are going to be the only ones you need. If that. Yeah. Also, just for your knowledge, another one that you could use is going to be a bore bristle. This mm -hmm. is another really big size. Also the cork handle, but yeah. So a bore bristle, this is going to be great for if you're needing to smooth out. Sometimes um, people want a nice blowout look. And it's a nice to smooth out the hair, mm -hmm. but no, no hot tool. This is when you pull this baby out. So you definitely want to make sure you have a boa bristle. And then sometimes you'll need a boa bristle blend, a boa bristle nylon blend. Mm -hmm. So that's basically where the boa bristle and the nylons are together. That's you when you want to stretch the hair and separate at the same time. Yes. So this is going to be great for that as well. So mm -hmm. I like to have those and you keep those in the kit and pull them out if you need to. So those are going to be the brushes. The other ones are just, oh, I love these. Those are going to be round brushes. And then of course your boar bristle paddle. Yep. And I still also a little baby one too. Yes. Babies are great. Babies are great because baby brushes that is yes are great <laughs> baby brushes are great for if you need to just really get these areas the edges things like that really smooth out the hair and this is going to be this is actually a blend so it's nylon with some little different size teeth so you want to make sure you have a few different options so that's like your mason pearson style yeah brushes it's which if you ever want to treat yourself, people of listening to the podcast, yes. <laughs> treat yourself with the Mason Pearson, it is worth the money, but they are pretty pricey, but they are wonderful. There are also really great other brushes that are very similar in style that also work fantastic. So if you don't want to spend that kind of money, there are other things that work just as well. Absolutely. I definitely, some of my favorites are like, and that's the stuff you can treat yourself with the Maryland's are good. That's a good brand, good one, Sportnet. And these are just two different kinds, but still small. Kits is another brand that is good. Kit Salon brushes. I like them because they have a dual, like you can part. They do a paddle. And then they also have a back combing brush as well. Oh, I love those. Yeah, they have a back combing brush. It's nice and small. They also have a round brush as well. That's in my other kit. Yes. Um, I, they have a round brush. And all of them have this nice little sectioning tool, which is great. Yeah, I actually, let's talk <laughs> about that back combing brush really quick because a back combing brush definitely could end up on 
episode two of this podcast, part two, (laughs) because that is something that is, you probably don't know that you need it, but you do. But since you pulled it out, let's go ahead and talk about that backcombing brush because people (laughs) go get yourself not just one, but two, buy two. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I have so many of these and they have, there's so many different Style. This one is just one of the different styles. Like they have so many different kinds. They have some that are smaller, half the size. Like you, you need these. And the fact that this one, I like this one for a kit where you're. This one is my runway kit. I like it for the runway kit because you can section and just really get directional backcombing. Mm-hmm. You can also just do so much with this brush. You still can brush the hair. <laughs> yeah. It's just going to be smaller, but you can get a lot more lift if you need quickly. Like, there's so many different things with this, but it's a under, understate, like you don't realize you, people don't realize they need these until they're sitting up there and they're like, oh, I, I forgot. I, I don't have one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I have a funny story actually about the back combing brush and I had only, I bought one because I was like, am I ever going to use this? This is really cool. I thought it was cool. It was why I bought it. And I ended up, I was assisting on a wedding and we were on location and I had all my tools out and my brush ended up not making it back into my kit. And I later found out that the bride was so, oh my God, that brush is so amazing that she decided to take it with her. And like, treated herself to my back combing brush, which is why I like buy two people because they yeah. are very cool. And unfortunately, one of them may go missing because of yes. how cool they actually are. Yes, yes. Back combing brushes do sometimes have legs. That is true. <laughs> they sometimes have legs and walk away from you. So you do need to have a couple. I also just think that they are, they're also going to be good for blending extensions as well. If you yes. want to around certain areas, this mm-hmm. is great for getting there. So this is going to be another really good one. I, it, it's a must, it's a must have. It, you should just have it. I don't know what you should Absolutely. Yes. Another one that you should must have, if you don't have it, make sure you have it, is a Denman. Yes. Please get Denman. It is just, and get all the different rows, all the things. I was get just going to say, Denman. get all the rows of Denman's available. <laughs> get all the rows. Don't just get, oh, I'm just going to have one because that's great. Now get all of them mm-hmm. because they help with so many different things, distributing the product, really working through if you're wanting to create those curls, get some curl definition. This is going to be great for that. It's just a great brush to have. I really absolutely love it. Yeah, It's great if you're doing a heat, like if you're going through and defining curl and you're not going to use your fingers, you're really wanting to, you can use the entire brush. Yes. So yeah, I love that. I always, the thing I use my Denman most is if we are going for a very smoothed style, Denman is my favorite to get a grip on the hair right at the scalp um, to be able to get that hair really flat or really soft and really straight from the base all the way out. And so a Denman is going to be the best to get that hair locked in really good. And you're going to be able to go a lot faster, especially on set, if you are needing to get something really smooth very quickly. Yes, absolutely. Or your hot comb. Or your hot comb. Or your hot comb. That's because that can work great for you. So that works great, but it's, 
if you only have, because sometimes the thing that you'll notice when you're on set is your power strip is the only thing that you have access to. Like you only have four or five outlets on there. Mm -hmm. So you got to utilize those and you don't want to plug up every single thing you have. So making sure maybe you have just the, just your ramp, your blow dryer and maybe a flat iron and maybe a curling iron. Mm -hmm. That's it. And then everything else you probably will need to use and do heatless. So, or, and that's where you want to really use your brushes and that'll help you. So I definitely think you can really get some smooth hair with just using your blow dryer and a dim man, your blow dryer and a round brush, the boar, all of the different things. So those are my brushes. Do you have some fun brushes that I always kept a paddle brush also? Yes. Yeah. Paddle brush was like one that kind of was in there too. But that's like in my own kit, I basically had if I was going bare bones and it was a small workspace, I'd have two round brushes. I'd have a paddle brush. I usually would always bring two Denmans with me just in case with different teeth rows. And then my, my back combing brush for sure. Yeah. That was like my bare essentials with brushes. Yes. And with paddle brushes, you can do two different sizes. If you have a ton of space to play with, you can do the big and then a small baby. Mm -hmm. I actually... You love your back combing brush. A baby paddle brush for me is like the yeah. thing. Yeah. And a Mason <laughs> Pearson. Little, oh my God. Yes. Or Mason, Mason Pearson style brush. Those yes. are, yeah. So that's yeah. the bare minimum. <laughs> that's the bare minimum. I know. It's like what makes the cut. And those will usually make the cut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I feel like an easy transition now is going to be combs. Like we have our brushes. I know this sounds like a lot of stuff, but it's okay. So now we're going to get into combs because you got to have, there are different combs that you just have, you have to have them. And it's different. Like the thing that is like interesting that I want to get across to people listening is that like this kit is going to be so much different than what you were using behind the chair on a daily basis especially with combs because combs are have very specific uses in salon and combs have very specific uses on set and you use very different combs for these things. And so I do Mm -hmm. want to point that out, which is why the reason we're going through item by item on this episode is because we want to make sure that you have a full understanding of what is needed when working and building a set kit specifically. Yeah, for sure. That was, that's, that was the biggest thing that I learned transitioning into working on set from being behind the chair is it is not the same thing as what you would have behind the chair. You don't yeah. need like all the things because you, you don't have a lot of space and you're literally your workstation is on four wheels or on your back mm-hmm. in a backpack. <laughs> yes. So it's very different. So yeah, it, I absolutely would want to make sure that you, I set you up to where you guys get what you have, what you need in your kit. I found this thing as I was like at a show and loved it, but it has all of my combs in there. That's perfect. my favorite thing. It literally is all of the combs I need with a couple other ones, but Let's drop into all the ones that I love. Of course, you have your your small 
cutting comb, like you, you definitely could use that. I mean, this, if you yep. can find something like this, which I will link something, I have this available once again, link in bio, you'll be able to go to my storefront and see it. One of the things I love, yes. but this is what you're looking for is you want something that can allow you to have all your combs in one place. This helps you mm-hmm. um, where you can have something to comb through like long teeth, a wire tooth comb. This yes. has a couple different ones. This is great for like just detangling. Also, you think you don't, but this is another good one you can use. This is just great because another trick, I'm sharing all my little, y'all are family now. <laughs> y'all are family. <laughs> so another reason I love having a long tail, tail but not just like a tail comb, but a metal is because you could turn right around and if you needed to do like quick curls or something, this is metal. So it heats up. So if you needed to, you could just wrap this around and heat that up really quick. So, Mm -hmm. and then create some curls along the face or you can do so many different things. So I like having a metal long tail comb. Yeah. And And it looks like you have two tail combs, right? So you have a metal tail comb. And then I have a regular just tail comb. So this is, and it's varying teeth as well. So this is the, I would say the alter ego of the back combing brush. Like yes. you could still, this is the back comb and also a long tail. So you have that. And then of course, everyone's like, what is this thing? Mm-hmm. This is going to be another one where you could go through, fluff the hair. Like you could use this almost like a, situation yeah and then also still use that as well and in here you see it has these grips closer to the like base of the comb you see those little like ridges so that's going to help with just gripping the hair so it's a comb with almost like a a pick on the end of it yes yes and i just love that it's all in one little spot yeah (laughs) that's it is there all like yeah I do want to say, though, that specifically the comb that has the four prongs on the end, I do recommend buying multiples of those and having at least two, three, four in your set kit because those come in more handy than I think anyone ever realizes, especially if you've never worked on set, worked on bridal, worked on photo shoots, worked on anything that you have to bring your items with you to go do something that comes in super, super handy. That comb specifically. Yes. I love that you actually brought that up because let's just think through what are the ones you want to make sure you have a a multiples of in Mm -hmm. your kit is you want to make sure you have multiples of this one. That's our little, like our pick situation as Annie was just saying. You also want to make sure you have multiples of just a a long tail. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you have multiples. I'd say like multiples as in three, three is good. Yep. I also have a smaller fine tooth. Uh, yeah, like fine tail tooth. Comb. Yeah. Tail comb. And that's going to be one that you can have multiples there too. Why fine tooth? Because if you're needing to get really packed in with like height or you need to have directional back combing mm-hmm. and you don't want to disrupt a style, you can get in really close there. Yeah. So having a few of these. It's going to be one. 
I don't. Oh, something feel- else I want to point out about tail combs specifically too is, again, these are different than the combs that you're using behind the chair. And so I personally, and Alicia, you may feel differently because you work on a lot of different types of sets than I do. Oh. Mine, I usually work on smaller photo shoots and I've done a lot of wedding stuff in the past, but I don't recommend having those super long tail combs that people use for highlighting to use with foils and things like that, I recommend having the standard size tail combs, plastic or metal. Yes, I agree. I agree because those, the ones, that's why these are going to be just regular size. You're going regular size. This is as long as you want. You can see the difference. Yeah. It's not much difference there. Yeah. But this is as long as you want. You don't need anything longer and you don't need anything with those big or not highlighting hair. You, you don't need those. And the only reason you're using certain ones and for the tail is really just sectioning or you're using it if you're wanting to adhere something like placing accessories or looping through things like that's when you're using that. So I agree with you. And I do still, if I'm doing something, I do have like my Mac Daddy too. Yes, but this a is, wide tooth tail comb. Oh, Absolute is, must. Yes. You have to. And I also will keep a couple of these because these, it's another one of those where it's like people are like fascinated, especially if it's a carbon one. This is a carbon. I, one of my faves mm, too. Nice. So I like to just, this is great for just adding air to the hair. It's a good one to have as well. Yes. Um, That's going to be some of the ones that I love for cones. Yeah. Yeah. And I love um, for anyone that obviously is listening to this podcast and not watching it on YouTube, the combs that Alicia have were your standard cutting comb, a longer standard cutting comb, a wide tooth tail comb, plus a wide tooth comb, your metal tail comb, your plastic tail comb. The differences though are in the teeth. So make sure that you are looking at the teeth on it because some tail combs, you're going to want to have ones that have the grip. Plus you're going to want to have ones that are standard without the gripped teeth on them. Um, Plus a fine tooth tail comb. And then your uh, comb with a pick on the end or a four prong. Also they're also called four prongs. Those are all really excellent to to have. Those are your very basic bare minimum setup, but I do recommend having multiples of the tail combs and the four prong. And you definitely, (laughs) and if you can find it where you are able to put everything in one little spot, it makes life easy for you. Yeah. Because then you have everything right here and that doesn't take up any space. You can sit it right along the top of your 12 by 12 space yep you i mean it's really condensing space so so those are some of the ones honestly those are the like must-have combs that i have in my kit i don't really have any other ones yeah in there i don't need i find that those work just great So the next thing I want to dive into, and it'll probably be the last thing on this particular episode, part two, we're going to go into a lot more of the other things, a lot of more aha moments, things you don't think that you need that you do need, but something that is obviously kind of a, duh, you have to have this in your kit is product. So 
We're going to talk about a couple of the main standard must-haves. You have to have this in your kit with you because a lot of times you are not going to be provided product, especially if you are on uh, larger things, unless it is being specifically sponsored by a brand or company, you're going to need to provide bare minimum essentials. So these are going to be for weddings. These are going to be for your photo shoots. These are going to be for your even at home, like house calls that you might be doing. So let's talk about some of the basic products that you are going to need to add into your kit. So product is a must. That was one thing that I, another lesson that I learned my very first time on set is, and it was the first time on set was a runway show. And unless there's a sponsor, you have to have your product. And even if there is a sponsor, you still want to have, I would recommend still having a few different things just in your kit, regardless, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And you definitely want a firm hairspray. Yes. That you like, that you, that works well, something that's going to max hold because you never know when you're going to need that. Yeah. We're talking um, hard you, hold here, people. Hard stopping, hold. <laughs> yes. Like stopping birds in flight. <laughs> we love birds, but when it comes to doing hair, we want it to freeze. We want a firm hold hairspray. You also want something that's going to be a, you want a aerosol version of shine spray. So you want something Uh like that gives you a nice natural shine. You also want a non-aerosol version. So that's just going to be a spray form. That's both of those are weightless. So what does that mean? When you have a weightless spray, I am a huge component of the weightless shine spray. And when you have a weightless shine spray, I'm spraying it on my hand and it dissipates really easily like you see how it's Ooh, like look at how shiny leaves, that is too leaves the shine but it's very light so you want to make sure you have that why because that and that's how you test it test it on your before you add it to your kit test it to see because you see now it's shiny but it doesn't leave any kind of residue yeah. that's what you need because you don't want to get a shine spray that's going to sit on the hair and break down the style because they're going to be they're going to be wearing this style mm-hmm. for the duration of the show or for the duration of the set. So making sure you yeah. have a shine spray and not all hair companies, hair care companies have a shine spray. So even if you have a sponsor, a hair sponsor, it doesn't necessarily mean that they have every single kind of a product that you need. It's true. So not a lot of companies yeah. make a weightless shine spray because sometimes shine sprays are wet and yes. that is going to add weight. You want something that feels very aerosol or dry, which is why Alicia was showing it on the back of her hand because it goes on, it's shiny, but it dries immediately. Yes. It's still nothing. So you definitely want that. You want a firm hairspray. You also would want a nice, I would highly recommend having a wax stick yes and also having a edge control like when i say that like a wax in almost like a putty a puck form 
Yes. Can you show you what I mean? Yep. Yeah. The, so you're going to want two waxes, one that comes in a stick form, which a lot more companies are starting to make now, but then you're also going to want the puck wax also. Like a puck wax. This is going to be one that you're using for edges. Like it's also, you want clear. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you want it. Usually they're going to be clear and they have a lot of companies are now coming out. So not all wax pucks and those, what would I call them? Wax in a puck form. Not all of them are created equal. So some are like super holes, some or soft holes, some are strong, like all the different ones. Yeah. But the key with it is you want something that's going to be flake free. So you don't want something yes. that's going to flake either. Mm -hmm. And what does that mean? That means once you place it onto the hair after it like starts wearing and the chemistry of the body, it's not going to start flaking and getting white. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Uh, yeah. You guys know what that, I'm sure some of you guys know what that means. It's like you don't want it to get like white and sticky. Exactly. You want it to really just hold the hair. So that's going to be one thing you're looking for as well. A good, another good, usually they will have them, but you still, I like to still have a blowout cream of some sort. Absolutely. Like a, like nice, a foundational. Yes. The first thing you're going to put on the hair when they sit down. Yes. And a good one that is cream based, but it's not going to be too heavy, like more balm versus mm -hmm. balm lotion versus cream like dense cream you want it to feel more like balm you still can have a cream as well but we're talking if you only have this much space and also putting all of them in a nice little travel size mm -hmm. and then also having another size in case depending on where you're going but a travel size so that way you have a nice compact and then with your aerosols and your sprays keeping the bottle, just having the bottle. So absolutely, I would definitely do that. Yeah, I um, do. That's actually like for a quick sec, I want to take a second and talk about travel sizes for, for when you're on set, because I think it's something that a lot of people are automatically going to go by the biggest can of hairspray or the biggest can of dry shampoo or the biggest thing that they can find to have it. So there's tons and tons of product, but travel sizes are going to be key for when you are doing this because we are saving space and typically travel sizes are going to give you enough for what you're doing unless you're doing something that has a lot of people. So if you're doing a wedding and you're doing the entire wedding party, that's when you maybe want to break out the full size bottles, but typically you are going to want to put travel size bottles in your kit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Because you, and especially this is going back to knowing like which, what your setting is, mm -hmm. because if you're going to be on a run, like if you're working as a part of a hair team for a runway, you're probably going to see four to five models. Like you're not going to see people. And, and you're probably going to just do touch ups after you've already dialed their hair. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you're doing like bridles or if you're doing a photo, sh even if you're doing a photo shoot, you may be working on one to two people. So mm -hmm. you don't need to go and get the step away from the extra big <laughs> hairspray. Yeah. Step away from getting the two for one yes. and go get the travel baby. You yep. definitely want that. 
if you already have it, especially for your non-aerosol things, put them into the travel sizes. Yeah. It's perfect. It's exactly what you need. Trust me, your fairy godmother here is saying that's all you need. Yes. You just <laughs> get those. And, and even your little stick, your like the wax stick is small. You mm-hmm. can also cut that off and put it in a travel size little container. You don't have, you really will not need that much. That's going to be one of the things that you would need. A dry shampoo. You brought that up. Annie. Dry shampoo. A dry shampoo. Definitely. Absolutely. Dry shampoo. I actually, especially if you're doing travel sizes, I would do the aerosol, but I also like doing a non-aerosol. There's not many out there in the market, but the ones like you Like a find, powder pump. Yes. Yes. I uh, love a powder pump. <laughs> I love a powder pump. And I also love, this is going to be another little like, this is, trust me, you will love this. Get a powder pump container. Mm-hmm. And putting your product, your powder into that pump. Yes. See what I mean? Like the pump spray and creating your own. It is awesome. Like yeah. it's so good. Another reason you want to do travel sizes and doing and also doing smaller sizes is because, especially if you're working on a shoot, on a set, on runway, is if there's a sponsor involved, you don't want to be, you don't want to show what you're using. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so we let's get into dis- the real tea here. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be discreet. If you have that can of freezum hairspray <laughs> that we are working and the hair sponsor is. Orbe, I'm just going to throw out a name, Orbe, totally. or Alterna, or yes. Bumble and Bumble, yes. or Tresemme, any of those, the last thing that they want to see, especially because trade media will be there, like people mm-hmm. will be taking pictures. People are going to be watching you from every <laughs> so, angle. <laughs> <laughs> so making sure you're not showing that. So I recommend you taping, like using like black electrical tape, and taping the entire bottle black. Yes. That's one. Yep. Um, and then also, that's the reason you want to create your own little mini small travel sizes. Yes. That's the number one reason. Yeah. Is because then you don't have to worry about the tape starts slipping. Or, oh shit, it's, they still see it. It's such an obvious can because it's yellow or whatever. Yep. So making sure that you are being discreet. <laughs> yes, I do. I do want to say as a side note, as someone who has worked as a hairdresser on set, but also as trade media, because that is what I do primarily as my job is I, I own a trade media company. I have been in the back end of many a New York fashion week. I have also been on set for many a photo shoot and you, there are cameras Everywhere. 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 I want to preface that so hard because if you think for a second, oh, I'm just going to pull out my branded hairspray really fast, someone is going to get that on camera. 
Mm-hmm. And that is the last thing you want, because if that happens, a lot of times you may not be asked to come back to work again, especially if this is something that has to do with a branded shoot or is a sponsored shoot or a runway show or something like that, where there is a lot of money being put in on the back end and you were there just to literally, I hate saying it this way, but you're going to be a robot and to put out the look and get the job done. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something like that, you probably won't show up on that set again which is really unfortunate. So this part is so important. Make your own, make it super discreet, get rid of the labels, put it in unbranded little things. But a lot of times you are not going to have access to everything that you may love or need. And so it's like, this is a really good backup to have. So key information here, people. (laughs) Yes, that is one of the things I highly, if I could tell someone that's wanting to start working on, that's the one piece of thing is to have your product your little product kit, but make it something that you're able to pull out and not ruffle any feathers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So you definitely want to think about that. And that goes to the tools as well. If you're doing a shoot where you're going to be working with someone who the partner or the one of the big sponsors is whatever, making sure that if you stick with hot, like a hot tools company, that's blanketed mm-hmm. and it's not just isolated to just one like you're not just using like we're using a dry bar curling iron or blow dryer I'm only saying that just that's off the top of my head go with something where they specialize in hot tools they do that way yeah. it's not blanketed you know yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's worth it to spend the money on yes. your tools if this is a path you want to go down. So if you yes. are somebody who is right now who is not working on set, but you are trying to build your kit because this is an avenue you want to go down, invest in your tools now yes. and don't go for the cheaper tools even though a lot of times like okay, this is going to be like a whole other podcast, but yes. a lot of times <laughs> Tool companies will be made from the same manufacturers as the cheaper tool line. So you are literally getting the exact same tool, like literally. The only difference is the name brand on it. And I hate saying that because it's in that case, I'm like, no, if it's made out of the same company and it's the same exact tool, get the cheaper one. Don't spend your money on the name. In this particular instance, if you are wanting to work on set, spend the extra money for the name brand because... It is going to put you in a different category when you are on set with the people that are also on set with you, which are people who work in corporate, people who have spent a lot of money, like the brand sponsors, trade media, things like that. Like you are going to want to set yourself apart and make sure that you are of the utmost professional. And mm-hmm. it, is it right? It, no, I, I don't think that is always the right thing to do. But unfortunately, no. right now in this particular time that we live in, that is going to make a difference. And so I hate saying that, but it spend the extra money and get the stuff that is really professional. It's worth it. And it also helps with the BTS. Like you're because these are going to be pictures and things that you're going to want too. So yeah. you want to put your best foot forward as well. Yeah. So if you're doing a shoot for a high-end designer, like a Givenchy or you're doing a Michael Kors or something like that in a runway like yeah yeah. you want to make sure that you're like you're really elevating and matching that energy if you're doing a a magazine shoot and you're working with you want to make sure that you're 
matching that energy. So I definitely say just be conscious of that when you're building this kit and when you're adding pieces to it. And when in doubt, you can always just do just no label. That is, that's the reason no label, like Mm -hmm. just go with a, just going with something that's okay. All your hair products, putting it in a non-labeled thing. So Mm -hmm. that way it really showcases you and it showcases, you want to match that. Absolutely. So yeah, those are, I'm sorry, we went on a total tip, but we want to make (laughs) sure. I'm so sorry. I went on a sidetrack. Okay. So other products (laughs) though, that we need a hard hold gel. That's going to be gel. one like hard yes. hold gel. Always have that in your kit. Yes. Definitely. And you want a hard hold gel. You want some that you, I always would say err on the side of doing something clear, making sure it's like free as well, mm-hmm. but clear because then it won't alter the color of the hair. You definitely don't have to worry about that. You can still have a clear and then also having there's a darker one as well where you could have for str- even. It's a stronghold, but it will allow you if you're working with with hair that's like coarser, more wool fabrics, you can have some different kinds as well. Yeah. So I would go there. So you want a hard hold, you want a soft, a soft spray as well. Like something mm-hmm. that's gonna be a soft hair, uh, a soft uh hairspray. So you want that, a non-aerosol. I, yep. I actually love a non-aerosol hairspray. A lot of times that is something that they re- that will be reached for as well. So I definitely would go with that. A texture spray. Yes. Hands down, you need a texture spray. Hands yeah. down, you need a texture spray. Non-aerosol uh, actually would be great because then you could get some movement as well. And you want to, I just thought of another one, the... A volume spray. Yes. You want like a volume spray and texture. If you're doing texture, like you can have a non-aerosol, but sometimes the volume, the non-aerosol volume spray is going to give you the properties that the texture spray would give. Like it was non-aerosol. Yep. So that's why I go with an aerosol texture and then a non-aerosol volume because mm-hmm. you could expand fan the hair you can get some movement all the things yeah so i love a dry oil spray versus a pump oil personally yes again depends on what you're working on what the model what it calls for but i like mm-hmm. a dry oil spray add a little moisture yes. back in but it's not going to add a lot of weight and weigh the hair down yes for sure those are some of the ones that you will see a lot of like they those are things that are immediately needed your spray bottle <laughs> Water. You spray your water, water bottle. bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely want that. Um, with a little bit and maybe even having on hand like a little bit of liquid conditioner, like leave-in conditioner. Yeah. Because you may need to add that into water. You may need mm-hmm. to hydrate the hair or something like that. So that's another one. You may need to break down something. A lot of times models are coming from one show to the next. So you may need to break down what's in their hair. Yeah. And you want to have oil, you want to have water, you want to have those things so you can mm-hmm. really be able to make the make it work easier for you. Yeah. Um, I would also say put a travel size generalized shampoo and conditioner in there because specifically talking about 
like fashion weeks where models are coming from one show to another. I have heard many a horror stories about models coming from a show where they put either gold foil or glitter or hard hold gel where they now they need a soft look and you actually have to go find a sink and wash their hair and wash it out. So again, it depends on what it is that you are going to, what the calls, like what your, your call sheet is calling for, but having those in there is never a bad idea. I've had a uh, bride show up where they haven't washed their hair in. Yes. Who knows oh, how long. Yeah. And you're just like, I like, there's too much in the hair that I yes. can't make it work. And we're going to have to start over from scratch. And so having that in there, just in case, like, little travel size is sure. going to take up a lot of space. <laughs> it's really not. You can also do just packets. Like you don't even have to do like sometimes the sh the sachets, like the little packets are great. Yes. You don't. And that's gonna, that's nothing. Like it's, it's really small. Yeah. Um, another one that you would do is a mousse. You definitely want a mousse as well. Oh, yeah. Like you want a mousse. I would definitely almost go with something that's going to have a light and a straw and a firm get the small you want those because you never know if you need to create a wet look you also want something that's like a glaze like something you never know what type of look you're going what the call she is calling for and so if it's wet look you want to be able to create that like think about those base things to so that you can cocktail them to make the look you want so if you have a really good mousse a really good texture volume mm -hmm. and a glaze you can create anything yep yeah actually speaking of cocktailing something really good to keep in mind too is because we only said really you need a puck of some sort of like glossing wax or something and then you need like a stick of wax with that a lot of times you can get pucks that you will be able to cocktail with something else to make it a lot softer. And so having a generalized puck of palmate or wax or a hard hold uh, something, you can cocktail down to make it a lot softer if needed. And so that way you're not having to have three or four different pucks with you. And anyone's that confused with the language we're using, a puck is basically a <laughs> jar of palmate or wax. It's yes. just another terminology for it. For my kit, I usually have two pucks in my kit, I have a pomade and I have a matte finish one, like yes. more of a clay. So those two are the only two you need. And then a wax stick. That's all you need. You can create and cocktail anything to create like more of a glossing feel or more of something that has more of this like waxy finish. Like mm -hmm. you can create it from those three things. So yeah. That's just rule of thumb. Is there anything else that you can think of product-wise that is like a must-have for a kit? Another one would be sanitizer and a disinfectant. Yes. Like having those because <laughs> then I was just thinking, I was like, what else do I have in here? Those are great. Like little quick disinfectant, like a spray. And keep, a spray, put a spray a bottle, bottle of alcohol. Yep. Yes. Disinfect keep it in stuff. a bottle. Mm -hmm. Just keep it in a bottle spray through it really quickly. You're going to be working and doing stuff. And then with all these different products, you just want to be able to make it easier for yourself, keeping yourself nice and clean and sanitizing is still organization. Yes. <laughs> so making sure you have that as well. I think that's it. I feel like th those are the good base ones. Yeah. Um, I and definitely again, think 
All of this comes within context of what it is that you're doing. So depending on, again, if you're going into wedding set kind of things where you're looking to get into photo shoots or runways, all of these are going to call for different tools, different products, different brushes. And it's, you're going to like, I would say, take this episode, have a generalized look over it, start to invest into your kit, invest into your tools, invest into the products that you're using, get a base understanding of the things that you really need, and then move forward from there, depending on what you want to specialize in. Because a lot of times with what I have personally seen is that people who work on set tend to specialize. So they tend to work runways or work photo shoots, or they Mm -hmm. tend to work weddings or house calls or things like that. And some people do everything, but kind you'll start to find what you love with working on and the sets that you like to work on. And a lot of times people tend to narrow down their vision and go in one generalized direction. For sure. And I also would tell you, don't try to create all three of these kits at the same time or or whatever. Don't try to do that all at the same time. Focus in on one. If your goal is to do more set work, then start building as if you're going to be on set. If your Mm -hmm. goal is to do like session, you're doing bridal work, you're wanting Mm -hmm. to do wedding hair, build it as if you're going to be there, which that's going to look very different than it would on a set. Yes. If you want to go and start doing fashion shows, you want to do runway work, build it as if you're there. You're working on a small space. Your bag needs to be small. That's the way that it worked for me. I started as if I was like, I started on runway. And then from there, I'm like, oh, now I'm doing a set. I'm going to be working on a photo shoot. And then my kids start started morphing from there. So from runway, I started, I took that basis and moved it to a shoot type kit and added to that. And then I went to a, I'm doing session like on location here and I added to that. So I didn't do all three of these. These just had babies kind of thing. Absolutely. Like you... You just don't want to do that because they're not going to all look the same. A wedding or session or bridal, you can put literally every single thing we're talking about and suggesting, you will put all of that in the kit and you can get the regular size and you have all the space. Runway, you will put pieces of this in yes. and it's on your, it's in a backpack. Yep. Like, there's, <laughs> so you have to think about it that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Okay. So let's just look back really quickly. So in part one of this part two, Dear Cosmo Babies episode, building your set kit, we have gone over the bags that you need to get. We've gone over the hot tools or the electrical items that you need, the brushes, the combs, and the products. So if you are still with us and you are loving the information that you are getting, please join us next week for part two, where we dive deeper into building your set kit. We are going to get into the things that you do not know that you need, that you a hundred percent need. And they are going to sound crazy, but we are going to tell you why, because why is Dear Cosmo Baby so important? Because we tell you why all the time. Why is the main name of the game? So come back for part two. We are going to dive deeper. You are going to find out things that you never thought you needed. And we are going to continue to build that set kit for you. So thank you for listening to this week. And we will see you next week for part two.
Thank you. Awesome. Bye, guys. All right, everybody. See you later.